Welcome to the CityGate Church podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services, and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. So you got your faith turned on, yeah? You know, faith is something that you sort of turn on. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the Word of God, and faith is a decision, faith is a choice. I'm gonna believe God today. Can you turn to at least three or four people, say, time to believe God? For healing. Okay, fantastic. We're in the middle of a series, or coming to the end actually. I think next week, uh, I think next, next Sunday's the last one. And the series is called, God Said It, I Believe It, That Settles It. Come on, let's really declare it out today. God Said It, I Believe It. That settles it. Now, last Sunday, I think it was, we sort of added to that. I'm not gonna change the graphic. God Said It, I Believe It, I Receive It. And that settles it. Anybody receive the Word of God this morning? You see, you've got to make a decision even before the Word of God is preached that my heart is open and I'm good ground for the gospel, amen? I'm good ground for the Word of God. So today, we're going to go straight in and it's going to be a different sort of a sermon because really I'm going to spend most of my time literally just in the Word of God, reading Scripture. Is that okay? Because the Bible says that His Word is spirit and His Word is life. His Word is truth. And His Word, when God sends His Word out, it doesn't return void, but it accomplishes and it prospers where He sends it and it does what He wants it to do. Is that okay? So today, I want to be speaking on, by His stripes, you were healed. Can we all declare that? By His stripes, you were healed. That is an amazing portion of Scripture that you find three times in the Bible. And um, I'm not going to really be turning to that. as uh, It's the title of what today is all about. Healing uh, is probably one of the most controversial things that you can talk about in a church because it's something that you want. It's something that God has provided, but sometimes your life doesn't seem to say and do what God says. But today we're not going to bring God's Word down to the level of our experience. We're going to raise our experience and our expectation up to the level of God's Word. Is that okay? Is that okay? That's about 10 of us. Is that okay? We're going to raise our experience and our expectation up to the level of God's Word. So everybody declare, by His stripes, stripes, you were healed. healed. If you were, were. come on, if you were, were. then I was. was. Okay. So we're going to get in to this issue of healing in the Bible. And I'm excited about this. We're just going to go through five or six points and read a whole lot of Scripture and let the Word of God do its own work. And we're going to believe God today. Amen? So point number one, it is God's will that I be healed and made whole. Straight statement. Can we say that? It is God's will that I be healed and made whole. You see, it's really important that we establish the will of God. Because when you know the will of God, then you've got something to stand on. Third John verse 2 says this, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health 
just as your soul prospers. I'm so glad that there's prosperity of soul today. Your soul is your mind, your will, your emotions, how you feel, how you think. And how many of you know there's been a pandemic, there's been an epidemic of mental health problems. Well, if you shut the world down, that's, that's what's going to happen. You take people into isolation, then people are going to freak out. So today, I thank God that there is healing for the soul. There is wholeness for the soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. But today, I'm primarily going to be addressing healing for the physical body. But everything that we believe God for, for the physical body, you can apply to every other part of your life because prosperity is for your spirit, your soul, your body, your finances, and your relationships. Can I hear an amen? God is a God of abundance. He's a God of prosperity. And here we find the apostle of love. This is John, the apostle of love. And how many times do you find in the gospels how Jesus had compassion and healed? He had compassion and he healed. You see, compassion is not just sympathy or empathy. It's a powerful force that will move somebody to action. And God is a God of love. God is a good God. God is a God of love. God is a God of compassion. And if I was to take you to the doctors, let's just say you need, you know, you had a sickness in your body and you, off you go to the doctors or off you go to the hospital and they, and they say, yep, you've got appendicitis. Let's just say that was the situation. And then the doctor said this, but you know what? We're not going to do anything about that because we think it'll do you good to be in pain for a bit and perhaps even face death. That'll be a good thing for you. That'll do you some good. So come back, you know, in a few weeks' time. What would you do to that doctor? I don't mean punch them or anything, but what would you do? You'd want them struck off. Why? Because their job, their job is to diagnose and to bring whatever they can bring to heal your physical body. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Well, why do we expect anything less than the good God, the great physician, the great Jehovah, the great Jehovah Rapha, who is the Lord, your healer. Come on, church. Let's get some faith in this place. Amen. Amen. You see, we wouldn't expect anything less than compassion and care and a desire to bring wholeness from our physical doctors. How much more from the perfect God who is the God of love and God of compassion. He is the great healer. And it's because he's a good God. He has compassion. And so the apostle of love who understood the love of God said this. What a prayer. I pray that you may prosper and be in health. You see, there's a difference between healing and living in health. We're going to find out today that for the believer, God has brought us out of sickness and into health. We're not the sick trying to get healed. We are the healed and the enemy and circumstances and bugs want to try to take away our health. But today, in Jesus' name, we're going to declare the Word of God. We're going to declare the covenant of God that by His stripes, come on, I was healed. Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. We've already heard this today. We didn't preempt that. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And forget not all of his benefits. Healing is a benefit that we get 
from our heavenly father in relationship with him. Who forgives? That one better than the first one. Who forgives? All. All. Who forgives? All. All. If I stood up here and said it was not God's will to forgive your life, you'd probably stone me and vote me out. Not that you can do that. (laughs) Pastor Jay, you're preaching heresy. Why? Because we know that it's always God's will to forgive. We have no issue with that. We absolutely have that cemented and settled on the inside that God forgives. There's no question on that. There's no, well, if it be thy will or somebody, oh, no, I'm not going to forgive that because I really don't like you or I'm not going to forgive you that sin because I want you to learn what it is to suffer in guilt and shame. You will never find that out of the heart and the understanding and the experience of a believer. Same Bible, same verses, who forgives all your iniquities and who heals all, all. Same Bible verse. You see, if we don't have a problem with the forgiving all the sins, we have no problem with the healing all of the diseases. Can I hear an amen this morning? See, this first part, it is God's will for me to be healed and made whole. Let's all say that. It is God's will. Come on, it is God's will for me to be healed and be made whole. He redeems my life from destruction, who crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies who satisfies my mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Okay, let's turn to Matthew chapter eight. When the Lord Jesus had come down the mountain, great multitudes followed him. Multitudes. And behold, there was a leper who came and worshipped him. So here comes a leper Worshipping, I love the account you find over in Luke, who was a doctor. So he sort of described sicknesses and diseases, perhaps more than the others, because it was his field of expertise. And it says in Luke, he was full of leprosy. He was full. Uh, he didn't just have a little scab on his hand. He was full of leprosy. This was an extreme case of leprosy. Fingers off, lumps of flesh had gone. One version of the Matthew translation or the Matthew example literally says he was covered in leprosy. I don't know what your situation is today, but whatever it is, our God is able and our God is willing and it is his will for you to be healed and made whole. He was covered in leprosy and he came and he worshipped and he said, Lord, if you are willing, if you are willing, this is the greatest question in the church. What is the will of God concerning healing? Well, we've established it already a number of times today that it is God's will for me to be healed and made whole clearly from Scripture. So he asked the question, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. You see, Christians have no issue with the ability of God, but you see, faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith Faith starts, faith believes. I learned that from Kenneth Copeland in 1987. Faith begins where the will of God is known. So he turns up and he says, what is your will 
concerning my healing. I know your ability, but what is your will? And Jesus immediately, he settles the issue. He says this, I am willing, he said, be cleansed. I am willing. You see, no matter how many times we address this issue from Scripture, is it God's will for me to be healed? You will always find the answer, yes, it is. There is never one place where Jesus says no, where Jesus says come back another time. It's always, it is the will of God. That's good news, amen? Let's declare it. It is God's will that I am healed and made whole. Healing is in the atonement. What does that mean? Healing is not something that God will sort of have a personal choice about. We can look back 2,000 years to the cross and say, Jesus Christ, on that day, he bore my sin. Sin, yeah, forgiveness of sin is in the atonement. It's not something that God thinks about and it's not something that God says, well, I need to do a sacrifice now. No, the sacrifice was given once and for all. The blood of Jesus was shed for the atonement, I could put it like that, for the sin of the world and for sickness and disease. Can I hear an amen this morning? Healing is in the atonement. It's in there. What does that mean? Let's read some scripture because we are now clear that it is God's will for us to be healed and made whole. It's now important to understand that it's not because of God's personal choice in personal situations, thinking, do I, don't I? What's the situation here? Or what? No, we can look back 2,000 years to Jesus hanging on the cross where he bore my sicknesses. It's really important to understand. You can never again say, that's my headache. You can never say, that's my arthritis. Oh, that's just my back pain. Oh, that's just my, my headache. Oh, that's, that's, that's just my diabetes. Because Jesus bore yours. If he bore mine, then there's no use in me bearing it. If he bore mine, then the one that's trying to invade my body does not belong to me because I can look back 2,000 years and say, there's mine on the cross. Jesus bore, let's all declare that. Jesus bore my sicknesses. Now, for us to establish this, we need to turn to Isaiah. The greatest passage of scripture about Jesus Christ being declared to be the Lamb of God slain and what happened on the cross. Isaiah 53, for the sake of time, we'll only read two verses, verses four and five. For surely he has borne our griefs, amen, and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken and smitten by God and afflicted. But, I love the buts in the Bible, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by, come on, by his stripes, we are healed. Notice the tense there. It's saying 
when the stripes are laid on the back of who we know to be Jesus, that produces our healing. By his stripes, we are healed. That's where it comes from. So was Isaiah before the cross or after the cross? He was before the cross a good few hundred years. So he was declaring into the future, he was prophesying healing would come. Can I hear an amen this morning? Let's read the Amplified of that. Surely he has borne our griefs, which literally means in Hebrew, our sicknesses, our weaknesses and our distresses. He's carried our sorrows and our pains of punishment. Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken and smitten and afflicted by God as with leprosy. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities and the chastisement that, was, that had to happen to obtain our peace was laid upon him, was upon him and with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Yeah. <sighs> I love this. This is just beyond, there is no ambiguity in this. God said it, I believe it, that settles it. Young's translation of this, if you've heard of the Young's Concordance, well, this guy uh, just absolutely did some fantastic translations of the Bible. And here we have, surely our sicknesses he hath borne. He just nails it. One of the greatest Hebrew scholars that's ever lived. For surely he's borne our sicknesses. Oh, well, Pastor Jay, I think that's talking about spiritual sickness or emotional sickness or, or, just, or just some kind of, it's not talking about physical sickness because you cannot say. You see, the problem you get into if you start saying that healing is in the atonement, then you have to come to the conclusion scripturally that it is always God's will to be healed and healing has been accomplished. Because the cross worked, the cross never failed. Amen. Surely he has borne our griefs, our sicknesses, but the Young's translation, surely our sicknesses he hath borne. Have we got this? Can you put it up, please? For surely our sicknesses he has borne, our pains he's carried them. We've esteemed him plagued, smitten by God and afflicted, and yet he was pierced for our transgression, bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace is upon him, and by his bruise there is healing to us. Say there's healing to me. It's because of Jesus paying the price on the cross. Let's give him praise for that, shall we? Now... What Jesus did, what Jesus did was for all. Because the cross was not for a select group of people. It's for everybody. Jesus was crucified for the sin of the world, not the sin of the church. Amen. The sin of the world. He paid the price for every sin and the same cross paid the price and he didn't just pay the price, he bore in his own body the sicknesses of the world. What Jesus did on the cross was for all. Let's, let's see some scriptures in the New Testament, Matthew chapter eight. You see, it's very easy for people to try to argue away the Old Testament 
but you cannot argue it away when it's brought into the new. Hello? And I love, you know, how God actually deals with some of this stuff because he knew this would be an issue. He knew that people would try to argue away the healing power of God. Oh, it's passed away. It was for just for the apostles or it was just for this or just for that. So God, he, he, he really worked overtime on some things in the Bible to make sure it was crystal clear, even in the New Testament, that it could not be argued away or just, oh, well, he wasn't talking about healing, was he, in Isaiah 53? Well, let's find out, Matthew chapter eight. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed He healed all who were sick. Now, Jesus didn't choose who came to him. He didn't make the choice. He didn't say, well, I only want this type of person or I only want that type of person or I only want people that you've you've given them the faith test. So as long as they're coming in faith, then I'll give them something. Or if as long as they're coming in worship, I'll give them, they just brought, he said, bring the sick. There are times when he went into whole towns and whole cities and healed, the Bible says, all who were sick. Every one of them. So he healed all who were sick that it might be fulfilled that which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. The fulfillment of Isaiah chapter 53 is the physical healing of anybody who came to Jesus. Can I hear an amen this morning? Come on, let's give him praise today because this faith needs to work in this room. Hallelujah. Now let's bring it even more into the New Testament. 1 Peter 2 verse 4 who himself, and it's a direct quote of Isaiah 53, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness. And let's all say it, by whose stripes you were healed. Can you see the tense change? You see, in the Old Testament, when this was declared, it was saying there's a day that's gonna come in a few hundred years time when stripes are gonna be laid on the back of Jesus, when nails are gonna pierce his hand, when a crown of thorns is gonna be upon his head. Up until that point, there's healing if you obey the law. There's healing if you get it right. But once Jesus dies on the cross, he's gonna pay the price for all sickness and all disease. And on that day, healing will be for all. It is the will of God because healing will be in the atonement on that day. Well, thank God, I can look back 2,000 years. I don't have to say I'm gonna be healed. I can look back to a day 2,000 years ago. Healing is not a promise. Healing is a historical fact. On the day Jesus died on the cross, he bore my sickness, he carried in my disease and by the stripes of Jesus I found out I've been healed for 2,000 years hallelujah 2,000 years I've been a healed man wow 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 not by his stripes I will be not even by his stripes I am it's by his stripes I was I'm already It's already happened. Wow. 
I remember the day when Sharon came home from the doctors. They said, you've got cancerous growths in your body, lumps. We're going to have to chop bits off. We're going to have to take lumps out. I've got so many testimonies. So we decided to believe the Word of God. Because the Word of God, we didn't go to God and say, oh Lord, will you please heal Sharon? We looked at the Scripture and said, well, you bore cancer 2,000 years ago. You bore it. You bore cancer. You had cancer on the cross as far as I'm concerned. Not just anybody's cancer. You had those lumps. Hello? See, today we're going to get a little bit gritty with this. 2,000 years ago, you had, so that's not, that's not Sharon's cancer. Doesn't belong to her. Not her property. Her body's the temple of the Holy Ghost. See, the Lord Jesus bore Sharon's cancer, so Sharon didn't have to have it. So we just chose to be strong on this and we're, gonna, we're just gonna believe the word of God. And she went to the doctors and they said this, that and the other and they said we have to chop bits off. And, and at that time we chose to believe by the stripes of Jesus, she was healed. Not trying to get healed, she was. And then around that time, it was over the, you know, the days of that, we were hosting a huge service up at the Wembley Arena with a great evangelist, healing evangelist. First time he'd done his own London things, we put him on. And she was, she had hands laid on him, on her. She, he laid hands on her along with about 5,000 other people. Just a touch, just a, that was it. No great deep prayer. But something connected between Sharon's faith and my faith as her covering Men, you gotta, you gotta stand. You gotta cover your family. Because I wasn't suffering in pain. Hello? Laid hands on her. She didn't feel anything leave her body. She didn't, you know, there was nothing that she physically felt other than the power of God. She absolutely you were impacted by the word of God and the power of God and faith was already alive on the inside so she went home and of course we love the medical profession and you know how many of you know doctors and nurses are doing God's will yeah, yeah. yeah they're employed by Jesus hello they're doing God's will they're caring and compassion and healing and trying to sort out sickness and disease but Sharon went home and she said you know what I'm not having these lumps cut out It's not going to happen because I believe I've received my healing. And she stood and she stood through the pain and through the discomfort. There was other things going on at the time, which I won't get into, blood and just a mess. And we stood and we stood and we believed God and we believed God. And then, you know, sometime after that, we were, um, it was our time to get our first property. We were buying a property. And because they saw, in the, you know, they asked for a report or whatever, they saw cancer on the report and then they saw no operation, no nothing or whatever. So they said, we want you to go and be, and be checked out again. So she went and she was checked out again and it came back, no cancer in the body, no lumps in the body, no sickness in the body. By the stripes of Jesus, she was healed. 
so many testimonies I could give you to the healing power of God. Everybody say, Jesus bore my sicknesses and my diseases. Okay, number three. So we found out healing is God's will. We've now found out that healing is in the atonement. Jesus actually took our sickness and our disease 2,000 years ago. What's the next thing? Really important. That sickness is under the curse. Under the curse. Now, for God to make this as clear as he could when the curse was declared and the blessing under the law. He got all the people of Israel and he split them into two. He put six tribes on one mountain, six tribes on the other mountain. And in between was the valley of Shechem was there right in the middle. There was Ebal and, and there's the cursing mountain. And off the cursing mountain, they declared the curse. And off the blessing mountain, they declared the blessing. Geretzim. And they stood there tribe by tribe and they shouted the curses from one mountain and they shouted the blessings from the other mountain. There was nothing in the middle. See, God wanted to make it abundantly clear. Whatever you go through in life is either of the blessing of God or or it's the curse. There's nothing in the middle. There's no sort of, oh, well, is this God? Is it not God? It's abundantly clear from Scripture. And from that day, where was that situation declared from? Are you with me? So we're going to turn to Deuteronomy chapter 28, (laughs) which is the declaration of the blessing and the curse. We're not going to read the blessings. We're just going to go straight in to read a couple of verses of the curses of disobedience of the law. In verse 15 of Deuteronomy 28, but it shall come to pass if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes which I command you today, all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. And then they start to declare about a hundred verses of curses and they cover everything. They'd already heard the blessings and the blessings were you're blessed in the city, blessed in the country. You're the head and not the tail. Whatever you put your hand to is blessed. Blessed as you go in, blessed as you come out. Your storehouse is blessed. Your kneading bowl is blessed. Your enemies come against you one way. They will flee seven ways. Blessed, 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 blessed. Then they, st- then they start to declare the curses and there's loads of them. Why? Because God wants you to know what you're redeemed from. Hello? <laughs> Verse 58, if you do not carefully observe all the words of this law that are written in the book, that you may fear this glorious and awesome name, the Lord your God, then the Lord will bring upon you and your descendants extraordinary plagues, great and prolonged plagues, serious and prolonged sicknesses. Verse 60, moreover, he will bring back on you all the diseases of of, of Egypt, of which you were afraid and they shall cling to you. Verse 61, this is, this is where I want to get to. Also, every sickness, every sickness and every plague, which, not, which isn't even written down in the book, even the ones that they invent now in test tubes, even the ones that sort of start in the 1960s, 
Hello? Even if it's not, you see, God wanted to make it abundantly clear. He didn't leave anything in the place of, well, I just don't know. It might be, it might not be. No, he said, I'm going to declare every sickness on the cursing mountain. There's not one that was declared from the blessing mountain. They were all declared from the cursing mountain. Even ones that weren't invented yet. Even bugs that hadn't arrived yet. Every sickness and every plague which is not even written in the book of the law, the Lord will bring upon you until you are destroyed. Was under the curse. Everybody say under the curse. Okay, under the curse. I remember when um, I got hold of, by his stripes, I was healed. 19, about 1987. A lot happened in 1987. 86, 87. And I can remember getting hold of, by his stripes, I was healed. I'm a healed man. Doesn't matter what's going on in my body, I was healed. If you were, then I am. And if I am, I was. And I can remember I, I started to declare, I'm a healed man. The, the, of declaring my days of sickness and disease are over. Not from a place of now I'm immune. No, this is a place of faith. Place of faith that says this is my inheritance now. I'm a healed man. That's not my headache. Jesus had mine. That's my health. And um, I started to declare my days of sickness and disease are over. By his stripes I was healed. I'm a healed man. It would come out in conversations. It would come out as I led praise and worship. It would come out because it was something that exploded on the inside of me. See, we've got to get past this thing of I'm trying to be healed and start to understand I was. And now my body's got to catch up with what I am and what I've already had for 2,000 years. And so um, I can remember I started to you know, declare this stuff and it was just a matter of days. And an abscess grew on my mouth. Nasty thing. Big, ugly thing. Made it speak, you know, hard to speak. The pain, like you wouldn't believe. My lip went to probably three or four times its size. Not from some injection. (laughs) Just saying. Leave them alone, guys. Anyway, but this abscess, the pain, and there's the enemy doing everything he can to try to shut my mouth. Because that's what it was. Hebrews chapter 10 says, do you remember when you heard God, you suffered a great trial of affliction, that people started to steal stuff away because they wanted to destroy your faith? But we're not of those who draw back to perdition. We're those who press onto the saving of the soul. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. The enemy wants to do everything he can to shut your mouth, proverbially speaking, and in my case, physically. And I started to declare, by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. I'm a healed man. My days of sickness and disease are over. Boom. See, if the enemy can take away your confession, he can keep you in the issue, whatever that issue is. So today, we're gonna be declaring some stuff and it's so important to declare. This is not like some option. It's like, oh, do we have to say that again? You do if you want healing. You do if you want freedom. 
Come on, your words are your victory. And he tried to stop this thing and I can remember the day it exploded. I won't describe that in detail. Horrific. It was only a couple of days and another one exploded. It Well, grew in my body and over that year I had 11 abscesses all over my body. Pain. And I had blood tests, I had them lanced, I had them, I had blood, I had, I, you, you name it, I had it done over that year because this is nuts. This is not my inheritance. I'm a healed man. These are not my boils. They're actually, I call them the boils of Egypt because it says the boils of Egypt under the curse. You see, on the inside, I knew I was healed, but on the outside, stuff was going on that didn't line up with the Word of God, but it never changed what I said. I never once said, oh, you know what, my boils. This must be God teaching me something. Perhaps it's happening to me. Oh, God, whatever you want. No, I stood with the word of God and I stood and I stood and I declared and I confessed and I believed and I received. And after 11 months, I, 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 you know, something, you know, there are days when you just, you say enough's enough. Now that should have happened on the first day, but it can only happen by revelation. Because you meditate and you meditate and you meditate. And that means speak out loud to yourself. Doesn't mean think. It means to speak out loud to yourself. I declare it. I'm healed. I was 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 healed from boils. The boils are not my inheritance. Boils are under the curse in Jesus' mighty name. And I declared it and I declared it and I declared it. And I knew. I just knew. Don't ask me how I knew. I just knew that I knew that I knew that that last one was it. That was it. No more. And it was the last one, hallelujah. And it didn't come back, praise God. Now, let's see that in scripture, Galatians chapter three. For as many of you who are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, cursed is everyone who doesn't continue in the things, who doesn't obey the law, you're cursed. That's what the Old Testament says. But that there isn't anybody in verse 11 justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. Because the just shall live by faith. You see, it's no longer an issue of the law. It's an issue of faith. Verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. God said it. Come on, I believe it. That settles it. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree or is crucified, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles, that's me, in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Sickness and disease, all of it. Even the stuff that's not written down yet, even the diseases that haven't been created yet or invented, are under the curse, clearly said in Deuteronomy 28, verse 60, 61. And now for those who belong to Jesus Christ, if you've said yes to Jesus, you've been born again, Christ has redeemed you, which means paid the price and got you out of the curse of the law, which is all sickness and all disease declared off the cursing mountain, even if it isn't invented yet. Can we give God some praise for that? We are redeemed from the curse 
of the law. Hallelujah. Everybody say, Jesus paid the price to purchase my healing. I am redeemed from the curse of all sickness and all disease. Therefore, all sickness, all disease do not belong to me anymore. Hallelujah. Number four. So we found out it is God's will. Say it is God's will that I'm healed and made whole. Then we found out that Jesus bore our sicknesses and our diseases. Then we found out that all sickness and disease is under the curse and we're redeemed from the curse. Now we're going to find out. We see we're going step by step. Number four, it is the work of the believer to minister healing to people. Healing does not just fall out of heaven. Healing is the work of the church. It's part of the commission. In exactly the same way, we are to see people come to Christ and be born again. Nobody would doubt that yet. God's will that everybody be saved. Same commission has given us the job of healing the sick. Let's read some scripture, Matthew chapter 10. And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. There was never anybody who came to these disciples and they said, oh, we can't do anything with that. All kinds. Every kind there was. These disciples were commissioned and empowered to deal with it. And these 12 Jesus sent out and he commanded them, as you go, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Healing is the work of the kingdom. When you pray, when we pray, Lord, your kingdom come. We are literally praying, Lord, release healing power. Hello? It's what we're praying amongst other things. As you go, preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. You got it freely, now give it freely. It's the work of the church to give healing to people. We know Acts chapter three, I've preached on it so many times, even this year. In the book of Acts, about that which I have, I give. Acts chapter three. The guy didn't even come expecting to be healed. The guy came expecting, well, he was sitting there and expecting money. Give me some money. I'm begging. And it's fantastic. Peter and John, they say, look at us. They didn't say, look at Jesus. Now today, I'm gonna say, look at Jesus. But if I was out in my workplace, If I was out on the streets, if I was out talking to my next door neighbor, I wouldn't be saying, look to Jesus. Because they go, where's he then? (laughs) What's this about? How do I look to Jesus? You see, you've got to know who you're talking to. If you're talking to the church who have a relationship with Jesus, look to Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Look at someone and say, keep your eyes on Jesus. 
Say, he's my healer. But if you're talking to the world, you don't say, look at Jesus. You say, look at me. I want your attention here. Look at me. Literally, I've done this many, many, many times, whether it's in the workplace, in the office before I was full-time in the church, whether I was out doing evangelism. It's like, right, give me your attention now because I'm about to give you something. I'm about to give you something. That which I have, I give. So give me your attention now because I've got faith for this. I've got the power of God upon my life for this. Now, you don't know anything about that. I wouldn't explain all of this, but I'm about to give you something so I need you to give me your attention and be in some, in some position to receive what I'm about to give you. Hello? It's all on the giver. If you're a believer here today, look to Jesus. Look at Jesus. We'll lay hands on you. We'll pray. We'll believe God, but you're receiving from Jesus today. Can I hear an amen? Okay. Kingdom of heaven is at hand. Go out, heal, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. Acts chapter three, that which I have, I give. I love this in Acts chapter 14. There was a certain man without strength in his feet who was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb. Oh, this wasn't five minutes. God lived his whole life like this. I don't know how impossible your situation is, but I do know the ability and the will of God today is that you are healed and made whole in Jesus' name. And he'd never walked. And in verse nine, this man heard Paul speaking and Paul observing the man intently, seeing he had faith to be healed. He said with a loud voice, you see, authority's gotta be released said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and he walked. Can you see there, there was no praying for the sick. And today we're not really praying for people. We're gonna be agreeing that you were healed in Jesus' name. And there'll be some declarations. Come on, stretch out, do what you couldn't do, bend over. Lady got healed from a back issue from years earlier, earlier on today. And she hadn't been able to bend over and she was doing this and she was up and she was like, whoa, I've not done this for years. <laughs> Why? Because I said, now do something you couldn't do. Bend over in Jesus' name. Seeing he had faith to be healed. See, faith is evident in the church. Faith is evident in the life of the believer. I love this, Mark 16. Oh, we see, Pastor Jay, that's really just for the apostles. No, it's not. Stephen went out and did healing and, and you know, deliverance and he was just a steward. I'd say just there for a reason. Mark 16, these signs will follow the apostles. No, these signs will follow those who believe. Come on church, these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. It's, it is the great commission of the church. I remember I was up in London so many testimonies. I had to really think about which ones do I want to bring today. I've just got so many of these. Did some amazing things up in that, up in, up in Hoban Circus over about a six-year period. Incredible, incredible things. 
And um, I can remember there's this guy, I've been giving him the gospel, giving him the gospel, and, he, and he'd, never, he'd never stepped over the line, but he was really interested. And he dislocated his shoulder. And it wasn't just a little, you know, little pop, and now it'll pop back in again. This was, this was quite serious. He went to the doctors. They talked about surgery and all sorts of stuff. And he was in a, he was in, you know, had his arm in a, a thing, a, a sling. And he was, you know, he came back to work, but he was in and out of work, going to hospitals and consultations and whatever else they were going to do with him. And, you know, he was not a believer. So he hadn't been healed for 2,000 years yet. Hello? You get this? But healing is provided for him. So I needed to know the day. You see, for a believer, the day was 2,000 years ago. You've already got it. But this guy was not a believer, so I need to be led by the Holy Ghost. Is it today? When is it? What, what's going on here, Lord? And there was a day when I knew he was in the place to receive. Guy, his name was Steve. And I said, Steve, I said, do you want to be healed from that? And he knew what I believed. I mean, I prayed with him and talked to him for so many times. I said, do you want to be healed? He went, yes. I said, right, I want your attention because I'm going to lay hands on you and God's going to heal your body. So we undid his strap and I got hold of him and I said, and he was just there and I said, now Steve, in Jesus' name, be healed. And I lifted up his arm, which you couldn't touch this guy. I mean, you had to not be. And he was instantly healed by the power of God. The power of Jesus touched his life. And he gave his life to Christ. Hallelujah. Because he was like, wow. And I was in an office, no exaggeration, about this size. About 50 people worked in this office. It was, it was the bullpen, glass all around it. And everybody, because when I, you know, I'm not timid with this stuff. When, you, you know, you've got to be bold with some of this. I said, do you want to be healed? And of course, the place goes quiet and everybody looks. It's like, he's off again. Melfi's off again. Melfi's off again. So I sort of grabbed it. And you, it was like a gasp in the room. Is anything too hard for our God? <laughs> oh no, nothing's too hard for our God. They will lay hands on the sick, primarily talking about the world there. They will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. Everybody declare this, I am blessed. I am blessed to be a blessing. I have healing to give to the sick. You get something out of this today. So we know the will of God. We know the will of God. We know that Jesus bore our sicknesses. We know that sickness is under the curse. We know it's now the job of the church to give healing to other people. Point number five. It is God's word that brings healing to people. Can we all say that? It is God's word that brings healing to people. It's the word of God. Psalm 107 says this. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them. Well, of course he did. He saved them out of their distresses. He sent his word and he healed them. And you find this time after time in the gospels where Jesus sends his word and people are healed. It's his word that heals the sick. Matthew chapter eight. Now Jesus, he entered Capernaum. There's a centurion who pleaded with him saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. I will, I'll come and heal him. And he says, no, 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 no. You don't need to come to my house. I'm a centurion, I'm a Gentile. I get all of the protocol, but I understand authority. 
I understand the power of words. I say this and it happens. I command that, it happens. All you need to do, Jesus, is speak the word and the miracle power of God is gonna hit my servant back at home who's paralyzed and God's gonna heal him. The power of God's gonna heal him as you declare the word of God. And Jesus went, wow, this is incredible. Guys, get this bloke. He doesn't even have a relationship with me. I Lord Jesus said, this is incredible. That's amazing. Look what this guy's believing for. I've not found such great faith even in all Israel. The power of the spoken word out of the mouth of Jesus. And Jesus said, said because of your faith, because of what you said, you go home and your servant will be healed. And it says his servant was healed that same hour. Proverbs chapter four, verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. Consent and submit to what I say. Let not the words depart from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart for they are life to those who find them and they are healing, excuse me, healing and health, the amplified healing and health to all their flesh. God's word is medicine. See, if a doctor said to you, you've got to take these tablets three times a day and for the next two weeks, you do it. The word of God says, let not this book depart from your mouth. Keep the word of God, keep saying it, keep saying it, Keep saying it. Well, how long do I need to say it? Just keep saying it. Whether you're struggling with something in your body or whether you're not, by his stripes I was healed. I say that when I'm well. I say that when I'm, you know, fighting something. You just keep saying it. You just keep saying it. You just keep saying it. God's word is medicine. So many scriptures in the Bible about a healing tongue brings health to your body, health to your bones, health to all your flesh. Everybody say, God has given me his word. God's word is health, healing to all my flesh. Can we give God some praise for that today? Hallelujah. I love this stuff. Healing is our inheritance. So point number six, it is God's power that destroys sickness and disease. Can we say that? It is God's power that destroys sickness and disease. Mark chapter five, we know there's this lady who has an issue of blood for 12 years, spent everything she had, only grew worse. She said to herself, if I just touch his garment, she shouldn't have even been out in public. Could have been stoned. And the actual high, not the high priest, the um, head of the synagogue was right there with Jesus. And she said, I'm gonna press through and I'm gonna lay hold of his garment and when I touch him, I'm gonna be healed. So that's exactly what she does. I love her tenacity. I love her faith. She pushes through. She grabs hold of his garment. She's instantly healed in her body. She feels the blood stop and Jesus stops still. It's all there in, the, in this scripture. Um, Jesus stops still and goes, who's touched me? And the disciples go, what are you talking about? Who touched me? He said, no, someone's touched me by faith. And it's because, listen to what Jesus says, I perceived power, leave me. Notice she didn't ask him. He didn't release it. 
she pulled it out. And today's a day to lay hold of the power of God and pull it out. This is not if it be thy will, O Lord. We've established it's God's will. We've established healing is in the atonement. Therefore, I was healed. We've established that it's the work of the church to minister healing. We've established it's the word of God that brings healing. But now we find out that it's the power of God that destroys sicknesses and destroys yokes and removes burdens. It's the power of God that we lay hold of by faith in Jesus' mighty name. Can I hear an amen this morning? Morning, I can remember. And Jesus sends her away with wholeness in every part of her life. Her faith had healed the blood issue, but Jesus said, you can have everything. Prosperity, abundance, joy, flooded her with the shalom of God. Made whole in every part of her life. She didn't come for that, but she went with it. Oh, it's wonderful. I remember the time we were only a young church uh, as this church with Pastor Chan and I for five years, handed that over. Then we spent two years on the road, traveling, preaching, doing conferences. Then we planted this church, probably about a year and a half in. The first, and we've had so many incredible healings in this church, but the first incredible one, you know, those are like wow moments. And I can remember this girl, her profession was in, in hospitals doing whatever, in hospital, I think she was doing some kind of, I don't know, scans and all that stuff. And she'd been diagnosed of cancer in the brain. And the tumour was the size of a golf ball, a table, a ping pong ball, that sort of size. And um, she didn't tell me, and we were only a young church, about 20, 25 people in the church. A lot of faith. A lot of anointing. Oil was flowing everywhere. You better believe it. As, it, as he does today. But this was the first one. And I can remember the service had finished. I, I had the guitar around my neck. I, I was doing everything, the offerings, leading the worship. And, um, and she came up and she said, I've got, I've got a tumor in my brain that they can't do anything about. And so she said, this is all I got now, is Jesus. I can remember the conversation. She said, if he didn't do it, I'm gone. And um, it was already causing horrendous migraines, all of that pressure. And they were giving us some painkillers. That's all they were doing. They couldn't operate because it was so deep inside. It was, it was underneath the pituitary gland, right in the base, right in there. They couldn't cut her brain open and get in. And so it's like, yeah, come on. And, you know, the service had finished. There was no praise and worship going on. People were having coffees and teas and kids were running around everywhere. Some people were probably crying because there was a lot of crying in those early days. People, God was setting people free. So I can't remember if I prayed on my own or with Sharon or with somebody else. And I can just remember, we just agreed in the name of Jesus, laid hands on it in the name of Jesus. Tumor, get out this temple of the Holy Ghost. Jesus bore cancer. He bore this tumour in his body. He had a brain tumour. In his body on the tree, by the stripes of Jesus, you are already healed. You were. So we declare over this temple of the Holy Ghost, line up with the Word of God. And I can't remember what I prayed, you know what I'm like, but just declared every word I could think of. And she just said, thank you. And she went. Didn't see her for a couple of weeks. She worked shifts and that sort of thing. Then she came back and you could tell. She said, the headaches are gone. 
And I said, wow, what's happened? She said, I've had another scan. It's down to the size of a pea. <laughs> pea. And then a few weeks later, she came back and she said, it's gone. And she brought in the doctor's discharge letter. I've been trying to find it. I've got her testimony, 25-year-old piece of paper. I've got it upstairs, found it the other day. And I was trying to find the doctor's letter because I photocopied it and I couldn't find it. But it says, well, we're discharging this girl. We have no explanation. I can remember this. It's like awesome. I stood up on Sunday. We had no explanation as to why this tumour, this cancerous tumour has gone. But it has gone. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Go in peace and be made whole. Number seven. No, let's declare this. God has given me his spirit. God's spirit brings God's power. God's spirit in my life destroys sickness and disease. Come on, I lay hold of the power of God to bring healing and wholeness. Hallelujah. Verse seven, not verse seven, number seven. Healing belongs to the believer. Now, this is important. This is, this is my final point. We know it's God's will. We know Jesus took it. We know it's under the curse. Sickness is under the curse. We know it's our job to bring healing to other people. Faith in this place is tangible today. We know it's the word of God that brings healing. And we know it's the power of God that destroys sickness and disease. Now we've got to settle this. Healing belongs to the believer. Belongs to me. It's mine. You can say, it's mine. It's yours. If you're a believer here today, healing's mine. Health is mine. I'm not trying to get it. It's mine. It belongs to me. See, there's got to be a faith choice to lay hold of what belongs to us. That woman with the issue of blood, I'm getting this thing. I'm pressing through, I'm touching him, and I'm leaving healed. What an incredible faith. The centurion, come on, you don't need to come to my house. You just say it, I'm getting it. My servant's getting it. Matthew chapter 15, then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. Incredible. Up comes a Gentile woman saying, Lord, have mercy. Son of David, have mercy. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. And he ignored her. Ignored her. How do you feel when you don't think you've got God's attention? Oh, I just didn't. I don't feel like God's spoken to me today. I don't feel like God wants to heal me. I don't feel, I don't feel. I just, da, da, da. I mean, how do you think she felt? She's there talking to Jesus and Jesus, boom, just, ignore, just flatly ignores her. He answered her not a word and his disciples came and said, send her away, get her gone. She's a Gentile, she's a dog. It's what's coming here. And then Jesus himself says, I've only come to speak to the Jews. 
Imagine how that would go down today. Then she came and worshipped him. See, we give up too easy. We give up too easy. Now, Jesus was doing this for a reason. He wanted to activate something in her life. He wasn't just being rude and callous and nasty. He was activating something on the inside. She came and she worshipped and said, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, I'm not going to take healing that is on the table for the children of God and give it to dogs. There's two things there. Number one, healing's on the table. It's there. Healing's on the table to lay hold of today. It's on the table already. It's been there for 2,000 years. And I love this. And she said, yes, Lord, but even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. And he said, for that saying, that's it. You done it. You got it. You didn't give up. You came out of desperation, but faith has stirred on the inside of you now. You came with, oh, please, 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 please. Too many Christians pleasing. Please, 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 please. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. And he says, come on. It's on the table. Lay hold of it today in faith. If you're coming for it, get it. If you're laying hold of it, Stir that spirit up on the inside that says, I'm not leaving until I lay hold of this. Whether I'm pressing through a crowd, whether I'm a centurion, whether I'm a Gentile and I'm even not even a believer, I'm laying hold of something today because if God said it, I believe it, I receive it and that settles it in Jesus' name. And, she, and he said, for that saying, great is your faith, let it be done. That for that saying, another word, for that saying, for what you said, You've pressed in, you can go home now. That's it. I've got you out of the, oh, I hope, I hope, please, 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 everything's going wrong in my life, into a place of, I ain't leaving without it. Enough's enough. Look at someone say, enough's enough. Enough. I can remember the day when um, I was up in, I was up in the office in London and I went into the office perfectly fine, came out of the office Sorry, didn't come out of the office. I was in the office working and all over my body, in the space of about an hour, explosion of chicken pox. I was 22 years old and it was serious. It was bad. It was all over my face. It was all over my chest, all over my legs. It was just everywhere. And when you get that as an adult, and I'd already had it as a child, And this thing exploded. This was 1987. (laughs) Lots happened in 87. Got married in 87. 87, 88, might have been 88. And the chicken pox exploded all over my body. It just like over about an hour, whoom. So I went to the doctor. We had our own doctor in the office. It was a massive company I worked in up in Hoban Circus. I went. And I came through and knocked on the door and opened the door and I walked in and he sort of moved back. And he said, go home. He said, that's chicken pox. You go home, don't go back into your office. He said, this is serious. You need to go straight to your doctor. And he said, because this could very easily become shingles. This is serious. You're an adult and it's, you're covered. And I can remember. And so I went home. And uh, I went straight to the doctors. That's when you could get a doctor's appointment straight away. <laughs> Just saying. 
And uh, so I went straight to the doctor same day and same thing. He said, go home. Well, okay, let me just go back a little bit because this is important. I know it's funny, but it's important. He said, go home. He said, that's chicken box. I said, but I'm a healed man. First thing out of my mouth, but I'm a healed man. And he sort of looked at me and he thought, what are you on? He said, I don't care what you are, you're going home. I was like, yeah, but I'm a healed man. What a you see, what you say first determines the course of, your, of that experience and that life. So I went home and I went to the doctors because they told me to. And they said, we don't want to see you back for at least two weeks. But you've got to go to the doctors. And da, da, da. so I went to the doctors that day. And again, same thing, I'm a healed man. And he said, go home. And he gave me some cream or he said, go to the, you know, get someone to go to the chemist and get some creams and whatever else. Itching like crazy. And so I went home. It was in the afternoon by that time, later in the afternoon. And I went home and I went to bed that night. And I can remember, I just by his stripes, I was healed. I'm a healed man. Jesus bore my chicken pox. This ain't mine. It's not mine. Doesn't belong to me. I'm a healed man. And um, so I went to bed that night. I got up the next day. Not one spot anywhere on my body. The whole lot are gone. Hallelujah. Come on, guys. We got to get gritty with this stuff. So I phoned up my work. Never forget it. I phoned up. I said, it's all gone. And they said, and I said, can I come back in? They said, no. So I said, thank you very much. And I had two weeks off work as a healed man. Hallelujah. See, it says in the 30th chapter of Deuteronomy as the band comes up, I call heaven and earth today to listen to this. That I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, healing and sickness. Therefore, choose life. Choose life that you and your descendants may live. I'm not, I'm not in any way just reducing this down to some Oh, just think it and it was yours. But we need to know who we are. Let's all stand to our feet here today. There are times when I've laid hands on people and they've been instantly healed. There have been times when they've been healed as they've gone away. There's been times like it was with the chicken pox and me. It was next morning, it had gone. There are times, you know, I found in God's Word... Isaiah 32, when the king reigns in righteousness, the tongue of the stammerer will speak fluently and clearly. I can remember the day I got that. I got that on a train going from a conference down in on the coast up to London. Got that on a train tongue of the stammerer will speak fluently and clearly. Well, mine certainly wasn't. I had a speech, ah, 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 you know the story. But can I say that is a daily confession on my life? That's a battle I'm still fighting. Since the day I heard that, I received it, I stood up, and now, I mean, you see how I'm preaching and all the rest of it. But it's still something I've got to fight. Doesn't matter what situation you're in, whether it's instant, whether it's as you leave, whether it's the next day, where the recovery starts today, or whether it's something you're still believing and receiving. 
What's important today is that you know you got it. You know you got it in Jesus' name. Let's all declare this. God has blessed me. Come on, let's lift our hands in this place. God has blessed me with abundant life. I choose to receive life. I choose to walk by faith. I choose to forgive all people. I choose to receive healing. I choose to live in health. God said it. I believe it. I receive it. That settles it. By Jesus' stripes, I was healed in Jesus' name. Now, can we celebrate here today?